0: Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. Christina Rasmussen is a crisis intervention counselor. Her current book, Second Firsts, Live, Laugh, and Love Again, is just out in paperback. I recently talked with her about the book and her own experiences that helped shape her philosophy on dealing with loss.
1: most strange thing in the world happened to me in my 20s. I wanted to know more about grief and loss. Uh, I was studying in the UK in uh, the University of Durham, and I was writing my thesis on the stages of bereavement. And my professor at the time said to me, Christina, you're going to write about grief. (laughs) You're so vibrant and alive. And I said, you know, I really want to know how people get through so much pain. And at the time, I didn't know that I was going to experience devastating losses so young. And um, I lost um, a newborn child and also lost my husband uh, by the age of 34. And I realized, Jeff, that the theory of grief and the reality of grief are two very, very different things.
0: If you let your experience and you worked through it, uh yourself and you I guess explained to me this concept of 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 this life reentry process mm. that, that you've <laughs> that you've come come up come up <laughs> with it, it 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 seems so simple but it 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 really I mean I can I can't imagine can't be that quite that simple
1: so the the purpose of it was that it would it would look simple because grief makes things so complicated and I wanted to make sure that what I gave people was going to be effective but at the same time, they would want to do it. So I used brain science to create this process. And when I was grieving, I read every single grief book there was on the bookshelves. I read everything. And I was still grieving. I was still not feeling um, able to take uh, steps um, to, to go and meet my new life. And every book was about someone else's grief and someone else's story, which was great to read for a while. But then... But then what, Jeff? What was I going to do? So slowly I started reading and studying uh, neuroscience and brain science, and I created this reentry process because I discovered when we go through loss, we don't automatically go and find our, our second chapters. We actually go in a place between two lives, the life we left behind and the life we're yet to have. And I pulled up Gap, the waiting room, where we go and wait for time to heal us. And we wait and wait and wait. And time does not heal all wounds, Jeff. It doesn't. Um, action does. So the reentry process is an action-oriented uh, journey out of the waiting room, out of pain, out of just being stuck, and into our second, first chapter, a new chapter that we get to create by plugging in to this new life that we want to have again.
0: For someone that's, that's, that's had something traumatic happen that they're trying to deal with and they're trying to, to, to work through it and, and to do this, where do you start? How do you start bridging um, bridging <laughs> that gap and getting back in you know, active and, and active back in, 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 in active life again?
1: You know, Jeff, I'm so glad you used this word bridge because for a, for a while I was gonna call the we entered the bridge process, <laughs> and I didn't. Um, but in the beginning, when someone just goes through something and there's a lot of pain and sorrow, mourning and grieving it is very important. We need to uh, cry when we need, when we want to cry. We need to acknowledge our pain and loss. And we need to start reflecting on what's happening. Um, There is an amazing book called Mindsight that I so love. And it talks about being able to reflect on our thoughts. When we go through something really difficult, our brain actually shuts down. Um, It it sends alarms and alerts. And it tells us to be afraid. So we're not only grieving, but we're also very, very afraid to, to live again in any way. So we need to not only understand that it's not just grief that we're experiencing, we're also experiencing fear, fear of starting over again.
0: You, you talk about the five stages mm-hmm. uh, of, of healing. Oh, what are those? How do those, how do those work? Yes.
1: Um, thank you for asking this. So there are five steps. The first step I call get real. Uh, when we are stuck and we have been grieving for a while, we actually repeat the loss. We're not necessarily actively grieving, but our brain has made grief automatic. So we keep repeating. So, so our experience is an infinite loop of loss. We keep going through the story. We keep re-experiencing the trauma. We keep telling ourselves that we are in this place. So it's very important to get real with ourselves and do something that I call a grief cleanse. Really find out what it is that we are grieving. A lot of people who have been reading my book and they did the grief cleanse. Actually they bought the book for one loss and after doing that exercise they realized they were grieving a very different loss. So it's very important to get real with ourselves, to, to to be honest and authentic and really understand what's going inside what's going on inside our brain and our heart. The second step it is the most important one. <laughs> it is called plug in. At 5%, and what I mean by that is, I remember when I started working with people in the beginning, we would come up with these amazing big goals, and Jeff, they would be so afraid to making them happen. So the brain would shut down, the brain would say, be afraid, stay in your automatic pattern, don't do anything big. So we kind of have to um, cheat a little bit and, and, and sneak out of the waiting room and sneak out of all of, of grief by 5% um, life bubbles. So instead of um, going out on a date, again, I would say go and buy a dress that you would wear on a date or change your hair um, or to paint the walls of your, of your room, of your house. You need to make very small changes towards the life that you want, and I call those the plugins. Um, then the third step is um, shifting, shifting your thoughts, breaking the pattern, ex- exiting the infinite loop of loss. It is very important to break that pattern that we are, we're in, in a grieving mode and, and, and get life in there. Um, and this has to do a lot with our internal dialogue, dialogue and what's going on inside of us. If we believe that we will never stop grieving, we will never stop grieving. If we believe we will never meet anyone else in our lives, we will never meet anyone else. Um, and then discovery of who we now are. You know, just so often I find uh, people trying on the clothes they used to wear over and over again, and they no longer fit, and they keep trying. You are no longer the person you used to be after any kind of loss, after divorce, after death, after job loss. And discovering the new identity, it is very, very important for reentry. And the, the final step is reentry, is setting new goals. Is uh, really changing the dream and discovering the new dream. Uh, I say something very simple: the dream that was no longer can be. You have to dream a different dream. You can't go with the old dreams because those are are no longer valid.
0: As you've worked through this, and as you've experienced it, and then as you've used it in your mm-hmm. in your in your own 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 practice, how how have you found that 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 people respond to this?
1: So I've used it before the book came out. I used I used it in my reentry program. So I would have lots of people from all over the world take participation in this program. Um, And the one thing that blew me away was that a lot of people would change careers. They would start new businesses. When we create, we actually heal. When we find a new purpose, we actually heal. So the reentry process has actually given people new purpose, a new outlet, a new way of expressing, expressing themselves to the world. We've had people who went from um, being a nurse to being a photographer. We had people who went from a, a stay-at-home mom, uh, divorced uh, with three children, to actually becoming a real estate agent and making money to, so that she doesn't have to live with her mother anymore. I mean, I can go on and on about those examples. And getting, changing, and finding your true purpose is very healing, and I really believe that once we do that, we find out what our new identities and new relationships come in as well. And the one thing that I always laugh about and I always tell people, renegotiate your old relationships because we don't want to keep friends just because they used to be part of our lives. If that we cannot um, connect with them anymore. So people let go of friendships, they have new ones, um they dare to date again, they dare to, to be intimate again with someone, um, and they start a new career.
0: It seems like that, that just from the, from the outside um, looking in, that, that being very honest with oneself is, is central in, in, in mm. this process. Is it difficult to get, get people there to really pull the layers back and, and, and look at themselves?
1: It is. It's actually not an easy process. And uh, so people have started reading the book and I I get all these hundreds and hundreds of emails and they're saying, Christina, this is really good, but it's so hard. Um, They have to do the work. They have to rediscover themselves. They have to ask themselves the tough questions. And above all, they have to take action. So when you're grieving and you're sad and life is terrible, the last thing you want to do is take action. But this is the number one ingredient to get you out of grief mode. Nothing else will. There is nothing else in the world. And I'm very passionate about this, Jeff. I, I hope you, you probably can tell. But if we don't take action, especially when we don't want to, we're going to stay in that waiting room, in that place in between the two worlds forever.
0: I think this is, the interview is very timely, and that we're we're entering the holiday
1: yeah. uh,
0: time period, and and stress has always seemed to be magnified <laughs> during yeah. during this this time period. If you could offer just uh, mm-hmm. some quick advice to folks that that may be going through something like this right now, they in you know, how they can begin to to you know, maybe deal with this and handle the, this kind of critical time period over the next month or or, or two.
1: You know, this is actually a great question, and and I give a very unique advice when it comes to the holidays. You know how every family has certain uh, things they do every year, and it's the same over and over again? Well, I tell the people who have gone through something difficult, whether it's a loss of a spouse or a child or a divorce or a job loss, to shake things up. (laughs) Literally, I tell people, you need to do something very different this holiday season, For example, get in the car, take your kids, and go and stay in a hotel and have Christmas on the beach. Or become adventurous. Break the norm. Change what you've been doing over and over again for years and do what it is that you want. Ask yourself this one question. If I could have anything I want during the Christmas, and I know I can't have the person I lost, if I could be anywhere I wanted to be, where would that be? And and become daring because, because people around you are not going to like what you're doing because it's, it's uh, not very convenient for them because you're not going to be sitting having Christmas dinner with them at the same place you've had it for the last 10 years. But remember, this is about you. Um, in order to start over, we have to become selfish. We cannot think about what other people are saying and thinking about our next chapter. This has to be about us, and we have to think about ourselves. So have Christmas the way you always
0: wanted to have. That's Christina Rasmussen, author of Second Firsts, Live, Laugh, and Love Again. Learn more about her book online at secondfirsts.com. In the author's voice is a listener-supported service of WSIU Public Radio and Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. I'm Jeff Williams.